Hey friends, welcome to another episode of That Sounds Fun. I'm your host, Annie F. Downs. I'm so happy to be here with you today. We are in couples month and it continues today. It's going to be so good. The music in the background is from our good buddy, Mr. Torn Wells. Make sure you grab a copy of his new album, Citizen of Heaven. Okay, today's podcast guest, we all have been requesting Matthew West like crazy. I got it, you guys. I'm here for it. I'm here for you. He has a brand new album that comes out this Friday called Brand New. It's so good, y'all. But so is this conversation with him and his wife, Emily. I think y'all are going to really enjoy this. What awesome people. So enjoy this conversation with my friends, Emily and Matthew West. Emily, it's your first podcast ever? <laughs> it is, ever. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, will you bring started... your microphone just a little bit closer to your mouth? See? Sure. Yeah. See? Oh, there you see? Go. Okay. Yeah, there you go. There I am. I listen to podcasts, but I've, of course, never been on one. Oh my, there's no of course to that. I would have assumed people would have already tapped into the brilliance. Oh, I'm the first. Oh yeah, you're you're discovering. <laughs> Which makes you brilliant. Uh-huh. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I mean, isn't that the truth? Well, the people who find it. I loved, I mean, when we first got the invitation from your team to come and be yeah. on this podcast, I told you when we walked in that I was especially excited to do it because the invitation was for both of us. Yeah. And she has great wisdom, a deep well she is. Oh, but So I was excited that we could do this together. So, How long have y'all been married? Um, it'll be 17 years in May. Oh my gosh, 17 years. And how old are your kids? 13 and, well, well 14 yesterday. She turned 14, oh, okay. our oldest, Lulu. And then Delaney will be 11 next month, so she's 10 now. Okay. Yeah. How did y'all meet? Tell me that. Well, we met at a record label. I was auditioning to get a record deal, and I was kind of down to my last resort. All the record d- labels in town had passed on me. They'd, was it country or Christian? Well, it was it was Christian. Okay. Yeah. And so it was sort of like Christian mainstream. Like I was playing all these secular colleges, but yeah. my music was sort of faith-based, you know, because I was listening to Switchwood and all yeah. these groups that kind of were... But uh, every label passed on me, and uh, I was pretty... You know, I was feeling the pressure, and so I was about three years into my time in Nashville, and I had one more audition with a new version of Universal Records that yeah. was opening in Nashville, and I came in for that last chance, you, and uh, did the audition. And I stood up in front of a staff of executives at the famous Starstruck Studios on yeah, Music Row, which is owned by Reba McIntyre. Who I am a huge I know. fan of. So I walked into that studio thinking, like, here's your one chance fancy. <laughs> yeah, that's there. exactly right. And I looked up and I saw the staff and I thought I'd see a bunch of suits and ties. And there were suits and ties, but then there was... Emily yeah. sitting in there. She worked at the record label, and uh, we got to meet that day. She came up to me after my audition, and she said, you did a really good job. But I was like, she was so cute that I was – and I was I was trying to keep focused. You know what I yeah. mean? It's like I'm auditioning for a deal. Like, that's not what I'm here yeah, for. <laughs> I'm not here for a woman. Um, and so I was like, keep your eye on the ball. You know, uh, don't forget words. And But long story short, I got a record deal and, and a wife. In, Out of both. In, in one day. Thank you, Reba. It all happened that fast. <laughs> Thank you, Reba. Incredible. Thank you, Jesus and Reba. That's right. And that's the title of my next album, Jesus Oh, my Jesus gosh, and Reba. right. Forget brand new. We're getting, brand new comes out right now, but then the next one, yeah. thank you, Jesus and Reba. As long as Jesus is first. That's if I right. did Reba and Jesus, it would be, uh, yeah. you know, it would be shunned by the Christian audience. Okay, but slow the story down for me just a little bit. When you walked away that day, did you get her number? 
Because this this was 20 years ago, so it wasn't like you could do the Instagram DM slides. Thanks for reminding us how old we are. What's funny is one of my band members came up to me afterwards. So the the most vivid memory I have, in fact, my hands are doing this now as I remember the moment. Isn't that funny how that works? Yeah. You know, back in the day, like I would have like major sweaty palms when I was in like an intense session, like sweat, right? And uh, they're sweating right now. I was about to say, that is not this podcast. You need to to, No, but I'm thinking about this moment because I'm so nervous in this audition and I'm singing my songs, I'm singing my heart out. And then she walked up to me and I remember just thinking, I can't shake her hand right now because my hand, because I was sweating and playing guitar and I I just remember not shaking her hand and like (laughs) turning around. I said, nice to meet you, but I... Just, I was kind of rude. And afterwards, my friend who was playing in my band with me, he's like, Man, did you see that girl? Was it Sam? Sam Mizell. Sam. And he goes, uh, Did you see that girl? And I'm like, Yeah. He's like, Man, I think she, I think she kind of dug me. And my buddy said that. And I was like, Oh, oh, really? And uh, I was hoping that wasn't the case. But we started to talk more, and you really. You know, like you how kinda, soon she okay, took the yeah. lead. I don't, girl, tell I me take the more. lead. Ladies, take the lead. No, I worked in the artist development and publicity departments, and so later that because that was in early April, so in like June, we invited our whole staff to come and our artists to come to Fanfare. Remember when it was yeah, called Fanfare? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So yeah. CMA, but Music April, Fest. May, you're just like, oh, you're well, just like, Matthew yeah, I mean, West, we, he's a guy. We saw him, and I would kind of check in, like, are we signing that guy? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. So I had to invite him to a party. So I went downstairs where he was riding with Jason Hauser and started talking to him. And I sat down there just to invite him to this party. And we ended up talking for like an hour. Like our fathers are both one of ten kids. Oh, wow. And he's hilarious. So we just chatted. And then we went to that party. And then I was like, he should come to church. Do you want to come to church with me one day? So he came to church. And then I was like, do you want to go paint pottery? And I would always invite him with girlfriends because, you know, like I wasn't. I don't know. I just felt like that you was just the right to be thing around to him. You didn't. You yeah. weren't trying to ask him on dates. No. And this whole time, I thought that was her job at the label to like. Oh God, love be. Us. You know how like colleges have recruiters. Yes, of course. I literally <laughs> thought I was like, this is so nice of her because not for a second, and I'm not kidding, not for a second did I think that this was like that she was in a league that I would ever even aspire oh, to, and so no. I thought that was her job. And and at the point so that she asked me to go to church with her, I was like, well, that's a little odd. Like, I understood all the industry-related functions, and I was like, church? I'm like, well, that seems a little more like a date almost. And we were on a walk. We, we were taking a walk, and it still wasn't sinking in. And I was Bless like, him. I kind of said to her, I was like, you know, you can stop. I'm signing with the label you like said you, you can stop. I was like, you don't have to be nice to me anymore. <laughs> and she looked at me. She's like, um, and which is something. Now she said something to me that she said many times since. Now it's like a go-to for her if she's yeah. frustrated with me. She'll be like, "Are you joking?" <laughs> oh, <I was> <laughs> and, but she's like, "What? Are you joking?" And I'm like, "No. What do you? I don't understand." She's like, "No, I, I like you." Like she just oh, you put did? it you out just there. Said it, Emily. She put it out My there. My girl. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and so that's kind of, it would have. And what did you do? Did you go, I like you too? Or were you like, thanks? <laughs> what did I say? I don't know. I don't remember. I remember though, like she was getting out of a relationship uh-huh. and I, and I, I remember saying like, okay, you know, we talked, we wound up talking about our relationships a little bit after she said she kind of liked me and she was in a relationship that was ending. And it was like, I remember saying like, Hey, I I like you too, but 
Like, it seems like this relationship, even though it's, like, over, kind of felt like this guy was still kind of coming after her. Uh And I just said, like, nothing's going to be built to last if it's, like, if things aren't, like, really taken care of on the front end. I I probably said it smoother than that. Mm -hmm. But in other words, like, just I want to make sure that whatever that was you had is done and that he's not chasing after you. And So he drops me off at home. So y'all are in the same car. We're in the same car. We're driving home. We were on a drive home from Franklin. We went on a walk downtown Downtown Franklin, Franklin. and we were talking about dogs. Yes. And so he he drops me off at home. He says this to me in the car. He drops me off at home. I go inside. I call the guy I'd been on and off with, and I said, it's over. It's really, really over. I'm done. And he was like, oh, okay. And I hang up the phone, and then I pick up my phone, and I call him, and I said, it's done. (gasps) He goes, what are you talking about? I was like, it's done. It's over. Three months later, he asked me to marry him. Get out of my life. Three months later, from your mouth to God's ears. (laughs) I like that schedule. uh, My my, my parents, I don't think they really like They were freaking out until they met her because they hadn't even met her yet because it did go that fast. And Mm -hmm. it's funny because we were – in those conversations we had as we were getting to know each other and uh, we were on dates that I didn't know were dates, we talked about relationships and, you know, I, I had had like kind of my heart broken and she was telling me about the situation she had most recently been in. And I remember one conversation we had that same night on the drive home where I said something like, you know, I really hope like you deserve the best and I really hope you find someone who treats you better than this guy has has done. Yeah. And uh and I remember she said to me, she's like, Well, I don't hope that for you. And I I was like, what do you mean? She's like, Well, I wanna I would like to be like she put it out there. She's like, I'd like to be that for like I forget how you said it, but it was it was Italy, something to the effect tell of me like more. And what's I'm your Enneagram <laughs> number. Eight. Of course you're an yeah. eight. I love it. Eight okay, and that nine, makes I know. so much more sense. It makes sense. What are I you, have... Matthew? I'm a three. Oh gosh. Yeah. Oh, an eight I'm and learning. a three. Bless the Lord. But I'm a I'm a baby three, like in terms of like I'm trying to grow up. And learn more about. I've, I've, yeah. I actually kind of got turned on to that from you in your oh, podcast. Whoops, yeah. So we've, we've never really like met, right? But I hear you talk about that a lot. And you're obviously one voice in a choir that's talked <laughs> that a, I've a heard around choir, me yeah. in a natural choir <laughs> right. of enneagram uh, enthusiasts. But I'm starting to get really excited yeah. about it. I've been reading. Um, Road back the road back, road road back to, to you. you. Yeah, that's so, a good one. Anyways, but okay, she so put you're it out eight, there. And you just, so did you do that with every man or no. was something different about <laughs> no, him? No, that's what's funny. Hundreds of men. <laughs> all of yeah. no. Well, I mean, no, that's no, no, a no. move. It sure. can be your move no, if that's your move. Not at all. And, you know, I was 29 when we met. Okay. So, you know, I was a little bit older yeah. compared to all my friends who were in their early 20s and mid-20s and getting married. And everyone kept saying to me, when you know, you know. And I just got so tired of hearing that. Like, yes. really, you don't know. Because I, do I didn't know with anyone else I had dated prior to him. And then I met him. And so it was like, this is it. And I remember saying to him on one of our first dates, we were at his apartment. We'd gone somewhere and we were sitting there watching TV. And I was like, this is it for me. <gasps> and he said, do you remember that? And he oh, was like, man. it is for me too. And we knew what we were talking about. And I had never, like, I'm not bold. You would not call me like bold. I would though, I stand because, up for injustice, but I'm not yeah. bold. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. But you were bold in the ways of. Uh, <laughs> I just knew. Like she must have known. She must have seen it in my eyes. Like this guy doesn't realize that. I like him. You know what I mean? Yeah. That she And so she really, there, I mean, those were just some key moments where I needed to, I just, maybe I was lacking confidence in a big way. And that's, that's part of, it's funny, like with my career, people might not look and go, oh, that guy's lacking for confidence. But, right. and, 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 you know, 
insecurity is part of probably a lot of artists' journeys, you know what I mean? But when it came to like Emily, I just, it just didn't strike me that I would even have a shot. And so it really took her. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for her being bold in that because I don't know that this would have happened. So I didn't ask her out first. She asked me. And now I always tell her, I'm like, babe. Do you just wake up just feeling like the lucky winner? Like I seven, do. ten years. Like I'm you're the lucky just, you're the lucky winner. Like <laughs> you did she it. She won. I yeah. won. <laughs> that is I, it's funny because in Christendom, and y'all are both Christians, there is this like old school thinking that historically that good Christian women wait. Hmm. Uh-huh. Not to have sex. I'm not talking about sex. I'm talking about dating and and making relationships go that the woman is supposed to wait mm. on everything. Oh. And I just don't think that's true. I don't either. It, I, it wasn't for clearly, me. Clearly, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. I no. think that, I mean, I can say with great certainty that, you know, the Lord really used Emily's outspokenness to, like, she spoke from the heart with me and and early. And that's, you know, I don't think without that, uh, that I would have, you know, had the confidence to pursue her. And now it's like, I can't imagine life without her. So, yeah. And you know what? 17 years later, she still does that. Like there's she's she's able to speak truth into people's lives and not be scared of how it may be received. Yeah. You know, and I'm all like I'm always like hyper conscious of like, OK, how something might be communicated or how it might be received the wrong way. I just like my whole life is about like taking the temperature of the room, mm. you know, and like the audience or whatever room yeah. I'm in and feeling like, OK. And and Emily, not that she doesn't have a sensitivity towards that, but just her ability to like just say what she thinks and feels is inspiring to me and still helps us in our marriage and our fam- how we run our family yeah. today. Emily, what if he would have said, what if you'd have said, I like you, and he'd have said, oh, you're misunderstanding. I thought we were just friends. Ooh, snap. Oh. That would have been a play. I should have done that just to kind of. I don't know. I think uh, I still. No. I know. <laughs> that would have been. Dear single really men, do. don't listen to Matthew West in the last eight don't seconds. Don't play hard to get. Yeah, don't. <laughs> dear no one, play hard to get. Don't. It's awful. Don't do that. Um, I think we probably, I mean, I don't really know for sure, but I feel like we probably would have been friends. You know what I mean? Because I really enjoyed his company. I remember we would drive along and say, I mean, now we feel differently, but I remember saying, I can never get tired of you. Do you remember that? <laughs> and now we're like, no, we feel differently. No, he, he's like, when do I go on the road yeah, again? Now we're arguing on the way to a couple's podcast. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> because I didn't take the dog out this morning. But that's another story. It's real life. It's real life. But you yeah. know. But I think we would have been friends. Like, yeah. we really loved each other's company and laugh. You yeah. know, like, we, we still do. But. I have to say, too, like, it's important to know that the us being engaged within three months, there. In that period of time, early in our dating relationship, I went through, I had a traumatic injury. That, yeah, to your hand. To my hand. Dave told me to yeah. ask you about that, yeah. And so I wound up at Vanderbilt Hospital um, with a severed artery in my arm and like this crazy injury because I had, my hand fell through a window. And all of a sudden, I'm in intensive care and they're trying to like restore feeling in my hand and my future's up in the air because I need my hands to play guitar. And I was two weeks away from signing my name on my recording contract. Yeah. And here I am with like this new girlfriend who like stayed with me every single mm. minute, like through that 
really frightening time for me. That's how she met my parents. Yeah. Because when I was knocked out and in surgery, she was sitting outside of my in hospital the waiting room, room. Yeah. And my parents came in from Chicago and like they were like crying and hugging and didn't even know each other. Yeah. And like it just formed a bond. And I remember like I couldn't tie my shoe for months and I had to go be driven to physical therapy. And she was there. And I just remember thinking like she could she could bail right now. Like if there's any aspect of her falling in love with the fact that she's marrying someone who's signing a record deal or something, now that's up in the air. Like she might like she could bail if this is surface level attraction. Right, yeah. because this this is life's getting hard way sooner than it should in our dating relationship, uh, and she stayed, right. you know. And I just remember being in the ho- I remember days in the hospital where, like, my arm, like, I was in horrible pain. I looked terrible, and, and nobody- what happened? It fell through a window. That's a <laughs> I lived in Green Hills. Story, yeah. I was renting a duplex, and it was an old duplex. And I went out for a run at Lipscomb uh, Academy. Sure. And I locked myself out of my house, and so I thought, well, I'll just open the window and reach in and grab my keys. And uh, the window got stuck. It was an old window. And I don't want to gross out your listeners, but I pushed up on this windowsill to try to break that, you know, the paint free. And my hand slipped off the the windowsill and went straight through the glass. And next thing I know, I'm laying in my front yard. I look like I'd been involved in a crime. And I was um, bleeding Bleeding to death. And uh, some construction workers who spoke Spanish only, I remember they were were saying, Jesus, Jesus. And I was like, I hope they're praying. They might be swearing, but I'm going to take that as prayers. And um, they helped ambulances come and I got to Vandy. But she was with me. And so I'm in a hospital room in Vanderbilt with one arm, like, bandaged I'm I'm heavily medicated and my mom when she would when Emily would go to work I would make my mom watch the door while I would try to shave so that I looked halfway presentable by the mm. time she, Emily came back to yeah. see me and I was really concerned like I don't want my new girlfriend to see me in a hospital gown it's uh-huh. too soon for uh-huh. that uh-huh. right right um, right but th- that was just like a real what would you call that like a catalytic um yeah. experience for us early in our dating that made me see her true colors yeah. right away. And that's, for me, there was no doubt. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you walk away? Well, I remember thinking, you know, there were lots of times when he was just tired from losing so much blood and I would let him rest and I would sit outside his his hotel, his hospital room. And I remember sitting there one day going, do I want to stay with a man who could potentially never play guitar again? He's left-handed. Surely he could learn to write with his right hand. But like, a man who most of his dreams could be taken away next week, for right. all we know. Right. And in my heart, I was like, yeah, because I don't love huh. that he plays guitar or that he writes music. I love him. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I remember thinking that through and telling him later, like, you know, if obviously he was fine, but I, it didn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. none of that mattered to me. I just thought he's hilarious and so fun and really adored me. Handsome. Like, han- so handsome. <laughs> Couldn't take my eyes off the guy. <laughs> but she told me, she told me that there was one night sitting outside the hospital where she thought, you know, this is your chance if you want to leave. Yeah. And she didn't. And, and you could have. And yeah, no one would have blamed you. Yeah. Exactly. Because so. yeah. we'd only been dating at that time maybe a month. Yeah. Know, <laughs> two yeah. But it was all of a sudden it was go time. Yeah. And, and she, man, she stood by me. I, I wouldn't have made it through that without her. So so that kind of, I, not that that explains away the, you know, not that I would always recommend. I certainly wouldn't recommend to my own daughters like, 
hey, get get engaged within three months of knowing somebody. Yeah. But in our situation, I mean, every situation is different. And right. I felt like we lived a lot of life together in three months. Yeah. Enough life together in three months for me to have zero doubt in my mind. Did either of you hear God say, this is your person? Mm. Or your spouse? I hate when people that's say a, my person. Uh-huh. That's but a great did, question. Uh-huh. Did you? Did God say this is the one to either of you? I don't. I like. I can't remember specifically hearing that, but I just know I'd never felt this way about anybody. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it wasn't physical, just physical. It wasn't. It was just all of that. And again, I really felt like he valued me in such a way. I felt nurtured and cared for and valued and just like adored. And I hadn't felt that way before. You know, yeah. you just kind of date people, but he yeah. like really treasured me. And he made that really clear to me early on. He just wanted to be with me every minute. And yeah. he was really, in the beginning, he Some would like- Some call that stalking. <laughs> no, 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 no. She it calls that adoration. But he would like rub my back and hold my hand. And, 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 and some, uh, in the beginning, I was like, okay, this is, this is too much. much. Like, yeah. stop touching me. You remember that? I'm like, I was creeping her out. Yeah. Not well, it wasn't like, like weird just, touching. No, no, no. But he just loves affection. That's one of his love languages. And I love- him to get crap done. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's uh, right. You know, like taking the dog out, per yeah. se, yeah. for example. Um, acts of service. Yeah. yeah. I, I definitely feel like, you know, God speaks in so many different ways. And for me, the the way that, you know, in absence of an audible voice, I felt like one of the loudest ways that God was speaking to me, that she was the one, was I had a soul focus. And I, I think a lot of people who... Uh, pursue careers like mine and arrive at any certain destinations where they can go, hey, I, this is a mountain that I've climbed. Yeah. There, it takes this, like, you know, sometimes to a fault, like this, like, get out of my way if you're not on this train with yeah. me. And so, like, I broke up relationships because I felt like, hey, this is going to distract my focus. And and that, that that's part of my story is just, like, nothing was getting in the way of – my career ambitions of music and singing for the whole world. And all of a sudden, like, this wasn't seen as a distraction. This was seen as a necessary addition to my life, like a necessary piece of the puzzle that had been missing that wouldn't deter me or detour me off the course that God was leading me on in my music career and ministry, but rather it was going to propel me to really reach the heights that I had been aspiring to all along. And that's, Emily was needed in that. And And I don't mean that. You knew puzzle piece was here. And I don't mean that to sound selfish, like, okay, this is, you know what I mean? But it was definitely like, like, okay. And that's how I feel like God spoke to me through it was like, wait a minute, like, this is, I need this woman in my life, the Lord's providing this this moment to pause my life by way of it. I mean, this is how stubborn I am. I firmly believe like that that physical trial in my life, like that forced me in, in, in my life, that's been a common theme where sometimes something major has to happen for me to like press pause. In other words, pause Dude, we are gets cut pushed, from the same cloth right? so much, yeah. Where it gets pushed for you, yeah. whether you like it or not. Yeah. So vocal cord it's God's surgery. Kindness. Slowing you down. I just got down. the flu. Exactly. Yeah. Falling off. It's it's like Saul getting knocked off a donkey. I always mm-hmm. think about that. Like sometimes I feel like I'm the guy. Like I got to get knocked off a donkey by a blinding light yeah. before my Saul can become Paul. Before I can really understand what that's matters. Good. And so that's where that was a moment for me that I felt like that's how God spoke to me. That Emily is this is supposed to happen, and that's yeah. why. I got that ring fast. Yeah. Man. 
I hear a lot of single people concerned that they're going to miss their, the spouse God has for them. Do you think there is a spouse? And could y'all have missed each other? I've never really thought about it. I mean, I just feel like if we're, we're together because the Lord put us together, no yeah. doubt. Like I waited as long as it, I was 30 when we got married, all of those things. So I, I don't see how we could have missed each other if that's yeah. God's plan for, for me to be with him and for us to have our kids. And you know what I mean? Like, I, funny. I don't know. How, how would you miss it if that's what God has for you? Well, I feel like I could have missed it. Like, just really? even based on the story we've told already, like, I definitely wasn't seeing, the especially in the initial stages, like, her taking a liking to me was completely lost on me. And so I think I definitely... Yeah, but you didn't miss it. I didn't miss it, and that was thanks to... Her, her boldness, yeah. right? But, I, you know, and it's funny, too, because, I mean, I think about that a lot of times. Like, I feel like, obviously, we're all given the freedom of choice in our lives. Sure. And yet God has this overall plan. He's, he's the author and perfecter of our faith, the author of our stories. And so I do feel like there's, you know, easily we could have chosen, you could have chosen to marry whoever you were dating before. I could have chosen that as well. And who's to say that the Lord still wouldn't have worked out this master plan in our lives. Yeah. But where we are now, it's like we were just celebrating our daughter's birthday, and it's like we were sitting down. We try to have these moments where we sit down and turn off all the music, and we look them in the eye, and before they go to bed on their birthday, make sure they know, like, this is how you've impacted our lives. We want you to know that. And as we're talking, it's like we cannot imagine our home without you, Lulu West. And so now... In in light of the kind of conversation we're having, I would say the same about Emily. It's like, I can't imagine. So my answer would be, no, there can't be any other one. But do I also believe that God is bigger than that? And had I made a different choice, that he still would have had a plan for yeah. me. It just would have looked different. And the same goes for you. I don't know if that's maybe... That's maybe I just said yes to both things. No, that's great. <laughs> so I bet there are friends of ours listening who are in their 10th year of marriage, and the start was real cute, <laughs> and it was like a great story, and they're like, this is hard. Mm-hmm. They have littles, mm-hmm. or they don't, and they want to. We hear from a lot oh, of people yeah. Yeah. who want kids and have been married a long time and haven't yeah. had them, or people who have littles in their schedule. I mean, their lives are over. They they <laughs> nothing that they used to do do they get to do. Right. Everything is run by small people. Yes. But y'all are at 17. So can you talk for a minute to the people at 10 or people at 8 years who are just this isn't what they thought they were signing up for. Mm. I remember year 7. Delaney was two, Lulu was five, and we had been arguing. He was on the road constantly, which anyone, maybe your husband's not on the road, but he works constantly, yeah. you know. And uh, he said, let's go to dinner. And we pulled up to, um, what's that seafood place in Cool Springs, wherever. Was it Bonefish yeah, Grill? Yeah, we pulled up to Bonefish Grill. like a knockdown yes. drag out. Yes. And I remember we were, I don't know what we were arguing about, but I remember crying and looking at him and going, what have we done? Really? And this is seven years in. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, what are we going to do? What have we done? Kind of like, this This is terrible. What have we built? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then, now, just 10 years prior, yeah. she's been saying. <laughs> yeah. I never would have been. I adore you. I <laughs> he adores right, that's me. It. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember also early in our marriage, like year one, talking to his mom. Who's, she's, they've, his parents have almost been married 50 years. So it'll be 50 years 
next year. And she is just amazing. And I remember her telling me about that first year of marriage. She would call the airline and write down the times to flights for her to fly home because she wanted to get away from her husband. Wow. And she would pack her go-go boots and her two dresses and, and put it by the phone with her notepad of, you know, Delta Airlines, blah, blah, uh-huh. blah, blah. So and the it, dad would see yeah, it. Yeah, so he would see it, come home and see it and be like, oh, I really need to. <laughs> She's going to leave. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And it helped me so bold. much. You got some bold women in your life, Matthew. Yes. Yes. I must need them. Yeah. And it helped me so much. Like, gosh, she's made it through this. But, I mean, it's just hard when you're in the thick of it and your kids are tiny and they just want, you know, they want to hang on you and they need a snack and their diaper change. It's, yeah. it's really, 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 really hard. But I promise it gets better. I don't know what I have to say other than put your head down and keep going. And husbands, date your wives. Date your wife. Like, that's one of the best And wives date your husband yeah, would wives, be a West you family can, thing, yes, I would think. Yeah, we, we, sure. Like, I'll plan Valentine's Day. The other day, I was thinking I need to plan something for us. But, yeah, I mean, get out of the house. Men, get those women out of the house. Uh-huh. That's what he would do. There were lots of times he would come off the road, and I would have a toddler, and he would walk in, and I would just... And then I would leave, and I would go to Target and get a big Starbucks and wander yeah. around, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I think, like anything, you know, it's the shine... Is going to wear off, you know, that initial infatuation is going to wear off, but, but that's also where like the good stuff begins, you know, and that's where your, your love is really going to be tested. And, and, you know, I, I have to brag on Emily because she's taught me so much. So a part of our background, you know, what we bring into our marriages is where we come from, the kind yeah. of upbringings we have. I mean, we're all bringing bags, you know, some right. are heavier, some are lighter, right. Really right? And, um, you know, I come from a family that, you know, my, my parents, they would be the first to say, oh, we didn't have a perfect home or a perfect marriage, but my dad's a pastor. They, they've been married for 50 years. They've stuck it out. She owns go-go boots. Yeah, exactly. She's my girl. <laughs> <laughs> I like her. Uh, you know, they raised three boys and, and were in ministry the whole yeah. time. All three of y'all are in ministry? No, no. My oh, okay. Parents, parents were okay. though, but my uh, my my wife here, Emily, her parents split up when she was four. She spent you know much of her childhood going back and forth. Like many people have a similar story mm-hmm. to tell. A story of uh, I wrote a song once called Two Houses." Yes. You know, and and so that's part of her story. A dad that had a hard time showing affection. A mom who really never grew up herself, and she would tell you this herself. But you know what I thought, and this was the arrogance that I brought into our our marriage was. I'm gonna show her how it's done. Like I, like I'm, I'm a gift to her in that sense. That because I've come from sure. a family that has remained a family. Now, what I didn't expect was that she was gonna show me how it's done. Because mm. out of the failure she lived through, out of what she experienced, I've seen in her like no other this determination in our marriage and in our raising of our kids that like failure is not an option. Right. And so, like, I wake up every single morning, go to bed every night, knowing that my wife, Emily, is in my corner. And even if we're like fighting mad at each other, there's never, like, the D word is never going to come up. Like, mm-hmm. we will not get to that point. We will get help when we need to get help. We will we will finally reach those breaking points where we have to say what needs to be said or whatever. Like there will not be a mountain that grows underneath the rug to the point Mm. where both of us spend our lives going around it. And so I've been, I've been so like impressed by her continually by that refusal. Like it's, it's me being determined to create a lot of what I saw as a kid and it's her being 
equally determined, if not more, to make sure that history doesn't repeat itself wow. from her childhood. Yeah. And I think, man, that's pretty special. So whether you're at the seven-year mark, the 10-year mark, the three-year mark, I mean, I got a lot of pet people that I know that you know are getting divorced after being married for just a couple years, right? Right. Right. To where they're like, "Oh man, we made a huge mistake." And 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 while I realize some marriages don't last and and they have to end for different reasons, um, our experience has just been like, here we are when we both come to it from our from our stories backgrounds and realize like we're both going to have this refusal to fail. Yeah. That we're in this, we're going to work towards it and get the help we need when we need it. Yeah. And and obviously. First and foremost, I know this is a super long answer, but this is great. our spiritual lives are so um, so significant to the success of our marriage. Individually, like both of you and how you... Absolutely. And yeah. when, you know, and I, I just feel like I, I got to have root beer with Billy Graham once, and he said to me... <laughs> root beer? Well, no that joke. Thing. That was his favorite treat. Gross. And we sat at his <laughs> kitchen table in North Carolina, and he drank root beer, and, and we had IBC root beer. I thought that was just like so Billy Graham. Though. Yeah, like, that does I, you know, feel right. You're not kicking back a beer with no, Billy no, no, Graham. No, 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 no. You're going to have a root beer, right? But, but he said, like, the success of your ministry, the success of your family, the success of your parenthood, it all hinges on the success of your time spent with the Lord. Mm. Those words haunt me in a good way because I don't always live up to that. Sometimes yeah. I'm so busy talking about Jesus and forgetting Brother. to, like, spend time with Jesus. Tell every pastor that exactly. and every one of us in ministry. Exactly. Where, I mean, there are times where I say the Lord... I'm unhappy that you're not answering my prayer because I work for you. Like, <laughs> no. I'm on the payroll. Right. Well, I'm on the clock. We're on yeah. the eternal clock. That's we're it. on that. We're punching that's that. That's it. And we and we can get lulled into that. I know that's, that's my confession. Of, same, same. I get lulled into going, man, okay, I just did my show, man. So many people just raised their hand and prayed with me and asked Jesus into their heart. And then there's that temptation to walk off stage and like instead of like spending time with Jesus in the morning or whatever, it's like, I just, I turn it on and off. Oh, yeah. that's dangerous territory. Yeah. But the the short answer of that is just realizing, hey, we've got to be, we've got to be spiritually pursuing our relationships with the Lord. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's going to impact how we pursue our relationships with each other. And then yeah. what our children see as well. Hey, friends, just interrupting this conversation with Matthew and Emily to tell you about some of our sponsors who are making today's show possible. One of my favorite new sponsors we have is Pine Cove Camp. Are you looking for a place where your child can unplug from the electronics and distractions and experience true connection and community? Pine Cove is a Christ-centered, others-focused, and seriously fun summer camp where kids not only have epic outdoor adventures through zip lines, horseback riding and water blobs, but also are invested in by amazing Jesus-loving college staff, are free to be themselves and meet lifelong friends. They even have some day camps available through church partners across the southeastern United States. At Pine Cove Youth Camps, Family Camps, and Day Camps, your child will learn the gospel in a variety of ways and be equipped to approach life with a what-can-I-do-to-be-helpful attitude. They believe in having a ton of fun, but it's more than that. Through hilarious skits and silly camp names and wildly exciting activities, Pine Cove cultivates a sense of adventure in shy kiddos and helps others overcome personal fears and challenges, all while increasing problem-solving skills and self-awareness. They have a fun and engaging college summer staff who are positive Christian role models and mentors to campers. Their influence reaches far beyond camp, and your child will feel so seen, known, and loved. So check out their website for locations every 
day marks one day closer to summer and what could be the most impactful week of your child's life. Register now and get in on an affordable monthly payment plan at pinecove.com and use the code Annie250, that's my name, and 250 for $250 off a first-time overnight youth camp registration. Make this a summer your child will remember forever. Again, that's pinecove.com, and the code is Annie250, and you get $250 off. That's awesome. Today's show is also brought to you by Imperfect Foods. You guys, when the box of Imperfect Foods arrived at my house, I was so happy. It is all these vegetables and fruits that look totally great and totally normal. The grocery stores won't sell, but they are delicious and perfectly nutritious. And like, I couldn't even barely tell, like the apples were small. That was my big takeaway. They look totally fine. Y'all, I'm like loving it. It saves you money and it helps reduce food waste. Imperfect food sources directly from farmers committed to quality and delivers delicious imperfect groceries to you for up to 30% less than grocery stores. And even in like the world of small apples, they're all grown and bought straight from the farmer. I totally love it. Imperfect Foods' flexible plan lets you pick healthy, seasonal produce alongside grocery staples. Along with quirky-looking but delicious produce, you can also get surplus coffee, discolored quinoa, off-sized eggs, and slightly scarred almonds and more. I got some quinoa that looked a little off-color, but I'm like, I don't care. It's delicious. <laughs> so you can read about Imperfect Foods in the New York Times, Bloomberg, and Forbes, or ask any of their over 200,000 satisfied customers. So start saving time, saving money, and saving waste right now because when you go to imperfectfoods.com slash soundsfun now through February 16th, you'll get $10 off your next four orders, you guys. That's a total of $40 off. So I'm telling you, you're going to love it. It's the most fun box. You've got to try it. Just go to imperfectfoods.com slash soundsfun to get $10 off your next four orders. Again, that's imperfectfoods.com slash soundsfun and enter soundsfun fun at checkout. And now back to the show. Emily, talk about that, the personal relationship with the Lord for a woman like me who wants to get married and hopes that's in the future that husband and kids are still coming or the men who are still single, the women who are still single. What does it look like right now to have a relationship with the Lord that sets you up for success in Mm -hmm. dating and in marriage? Um, I think that was a, I mean, obviously that was a huge part of how I met Matthew. We had that, you know, in common. I, it was really important to me that I marry a Christian. Yeah. I grew up with a mother who was not a Christian and a father who was, and I wanted that for my family. So, I mean, I just became a prayer warrior for my future husband, for ah. who God has for me. And, and, and didn't it, get married till 30, which get married people 30. need to hear that preached. 30. That, that you, yeah. <laughs> um, and I think... It wasn't just, I don't know, I'm under the understanding, or this is how I feel about my prayer life. I'm just laying it all out for the Lord. Listen, I want a blonde-haired man who doesn't wear glasses, who's seven feet tall. Do you know what I mean? Like all the things. And I remember, (laughs) I mean, I don't mean those things. But you know what I mean? I remember saying, I know. I got two out of three. Well, he's 5'10". I wanted funny. Every man says he's (laughs) 5'10". Or or 5'12". No, I wanted funny, and I wanted a man that loved the Lord, and I wanted a man who was going to be a good father. And I can specifically remember praying. 
praying for all of those things, and I got them. I got every one of them. Or as they say, seven out of ten. Ain't no, that? Yeah. <laughs> right. I did. So I think I've kind of so forgotten. specifically praying, specifically yeah. praying for exactly what you want, exactly mm. what would be interesting to you. Someone who's adventurous, someone who you know what I mean, who yeah. has a good family. It's really important to me that I marry. You know, when you get married, you marry someone's family, mm-hmm. and. I mean, very much so. Bless his heart, he didn't. <laughs> Our parents live with us. Our parents, his parents live with <laughs> that's, us. That's what? no joke, yeah. Your parents yeah. live in your house? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, in an apartment yeah. behind our house, yeah. Oh, wow, so that's, that's real, so yeah. So we, we marry families. So. We marry yeah. family. But all of those things. So that was, I think that's why the Lord knew exactly Matthew was who I needed, and that's why he introduced us to each other, because he knew, you know, you, 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 felt, you checked all the boxes that I really wanted that I needed that I knew I wasn't going to settle otherwise I would have I was fine in my career trying to make it in the music business and loving my life working at the label I didn't need to get married or need a man I was financially pretty stable you know to pray those prayers to pray those specific of, of prayers though like she's describing I feel like as a believer you can't really pray prayers that specific unless you've truly tapped in to the truth of how much you matter to God. Oh, let's go here. We love talking about prayer around here. Keep going. And for me, I'll be honest, like a lot of times, my first, uh, I wrote a devotion once that was called Don't Trouble the Teacher. And uh. and it summed up a lot of like what I feel in my life. There's a story in scripture where, where that's communicated to somebody who has a need and they want to come to Don't Trouble the Teacher. And I'm like, I feel like that a lot. Like, in, and I feel like, when I feel like that, that tells me really the degree of how much I feel like I'm mattering to God. Like, uh. I, because I always feel like God's got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. And yet He's the one who took fish and uh, from a boy and multiplied them to feed right. thousands of people. Like, he, He's involved in the little details. And I, I say that and I say that I believe that. And I believe that for other people, but I don't know that I always receive that in my own spiritual life. So and what if you do if you pray what happens if you pray that specific for a spouse or for a job or for kids or mm. for a situation to work out and you don't get it? Like what what do yeah, you what do, do you do? Or how when does you it pray you? and you don't get this specific thing mm. you prayed for, what does that say about God? That's a that's a great question. Thank the you. one thing that I've seen, Annie though, is that like there's never not an answer. Mm, that's exactly, yep. Right? I'm Beca- with you. Because and I, what I love, and here's where I take great comfort in what I've read in Scripture, is just the reminders that, that God knows what we need to be praying for <laughs> more than we do. Like the, the thought of the Holy Spirit interceding on our behalves. Yeah. Like that's a necessity. Because So even our most specific prayers are not even scratching the surface upon what the Lord knows we need. And yeah. so when it comes to specific prayers of a spouse. I like to think that God smiles. Yeah. I like to think that 17, 18 years ago, that the Lord was hearing Emily's specific prayers, right? You heard how specific they were. And I love the thought of like the Lord just smiling, going, I love you, Emily. And I love that you know that I care about every detail of your life and that you matter that much to me. And I have so much more in store for you. So you keep praying those specific prayers. I'm going to give you specific answers. It might look different than your specific prayer, but it will be 
all the more blessing in your life because yeah. I alone know what you need. Yeah. And I wish I could, what I just communicated, I wish I could write that down and remember in my own prayer life yeah. because I don't know that I, I don't know that I live what I just said, mm. but I love the thought that the Lord does that. And, and so I would just encourage anybody who's praying a specific prayer, but not getting that exact thing. I mean, we know, we know that God's not, God's not looking at our list and going, okay, I'm, I'm going to try to accommodate Yeah, I'll do everything. the best I can. Yeah, I'll do the best I can, but, it, <laughs> right. you know, if she doesn't have brown hair, is that, you know, right. is that okay? Or right. It's like, no, 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 he, he cares about the details, mm-hmm. but he sees a much bigger picture. And yeah. So, yeah, know. I think about my journals from when I was in college, and I'm like, no, I'm, I'm so grateful you didn't say yes to what I really wanted you <laughs> oh, to say yeah. yes to. Yeah. I didn't know. What's he up? knew. <laughs> oh. I, knew, I didn't know Nashville was coming or this job was coming, and and so while... Well, I still think it's right and good to pray specific, and I do too. I also am so thankful when the Lord goes like, Annie, that is so sweet, and I like you so much, right. mm-hmm. and I'm not going to give you that because I know what you don't know. Right. But keep asking. Come on. Yes. And it's okay for us to pray even for the wrong things because the Lord knows that we don't know all the time what yeah. we should be praying for. But the fact, this is the ultimate grace, like the fact that we can come to him yeah. even with our misguided list, yes. even with our misguided prayer requests, even with our off and left field ambitions, yeah. thinking like as long as we're coming to him, mm-hmm. yeah. that's the ultimate grace that he sees it. He sees the heart. He sees the intent, but he sees the bigger picture too. Yeah. And so I'm thankful for the prayers that haven't been answered. I always, th- I always, whenever I talk about stuff like that, I think of Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. I can hear it. Some of God's greatest gifts. <laughs> That's right. Him and Trisha, they're coming next year. We're going to get them one year. Y'all were my first Yes. Day. And then Garth and Trisha. Oh, I get it. I get so it. I, wanted the West I want first. Trisha to cook for us. Oh, oh right. That'd be great. Just let oh. us come by. If just let us pop by. Yeah, yeah. I got you. Y'all can just be here with us. I'll just get her to do an in, in studio thing. That'd be awesome. Prayer is something that we keep coming back to on the show because it feels so mysterious. Um, and, but it, but it works. Oh, yeah. Right? Do y'all oh, see that in your kids' lives? Like, are you seeing that as you're raising kids and teaching oh, them about prayer? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, what what has made us hit our knees more than our children? Nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. I mean, and not even through, like, their trials yet. I mean, it, it's just beginning. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, just having children has made us, like... I mean, just pray and find ourselves depending on the Lord even more and realizing, like, this is, okay, raising a kid, like, I could play a show, I could write a song, I can even take my wife on a date and do pretty okay in that relationship, but, like, the self-sufficiency, in my mind, goes out the window when it comes to, like, our kids. Really? And to me, that's what's driven us to our knees the most, Oh, at least for me. And do you mean literally on your knees? Yes, literally on our knees. I mean, just... She's a prayer warrior, especially for our children. Especially for our kids, our family. But I just remember, like, when our old, well, both of them, I just remember, like, when they were babies, because it made me cry, rubbing their little feet and going, these are the feet that are going to walk her down the aisle and take her all over the world. And then I would, oh, gosh, why am I crying? And rubbing her head and going... May I never see this again, this head again. Like, and in my heart, I was like, from chemotherapy, or, you know what I mean? Just praying these little fingers are gonna, you know, whatever. Constantly, just every little thing, and every step of the way, we've enjoyed. Gosh, we've loved every phase, but nothing will bring you to your knees more than raising kids. 
for sure. That's that's been our experience for sure. And and you know when we see our kids go through things at school, Annie, like oh, it's so hard. Like the the pain of middle school and just the. The, especially with the girls, like the middle school, you know, just uh, when you see your kid feel left out, or mm-hmm. or, or or child's battling with with anxiety on on any level, you take on that anxiety, and it's just, <sighs> and you just, and you wish you could lift it off of your kid's shoulders, you know, and and that's been a real, you know, we're in that season right now of just going. Two preteen, teen, oh, yeah. middle schooly, yeah. yeah, and just kind of going, man. There's, you know, and then also seeing like your kids are wired a certain way, and they're two different personalities, and you know, one of them's wrestling a little more with with anxious thoughts, and like, and we're seeing, you know, where that mind goes, and like, how do we, okay, how how do we help you navigate that? Because yeah. we can't we can't shield you from it. Like this is your story, yeah. yeah. And but we but, right, that's the know, thing, right? Oh man, yeah. you can't. You can't put them in a bubble. No, you want to. Oh, yeah. You want to. Jenna's coming with tissues, by the I think way. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jenna. The tissues have arrived. Uh, but I I mean, I hate to say it, but like when she speaks and it moves me so much, like I know you don't like to cry, but like <laughs> her her heart is on her sleeve yeah. when we talk about, especially when we talk about our kids and, oh, and sure. the prayers we have for them. Yeah. That's... Um, Again, I forgot the question, but I know we're talking about prayer. That's right. You're doing it right. You're doing this just right, buddy. Uh, Emily, where do you pray um, in your house? Do you have a spot? Do you have like a war room like Priscilla Shire says to have? Uh, or do you have I know. A, I that's should. a good idea, though. No, I'd put a little table next to a chair in our bedroom, and I've been sitting there lately reading. I'm reading that. I'm reading Tim Keller's book, Prayer, now yeah. with a group of women. and um, So that's t- lately where I've been sitting. That just kind of depends in the summer. I love to sit outside. And, yeah. Um, How do you mark when God's answering your prayers? I don't know that I do. Hmm. I, I, sometimes I, when things are very difficult, when my kids are little, I would write down my prayers. I have a good girlfriend who was just telling me the other day, since um, high school, she's been writing down her prayers every day. And then yeah. she'll, mar- and I'm like, gosh, I need to do that. But I don't, I, yeah, I don't, I don't really mark it. Do you? No, that, but that's a really, if you have something for us. To, I know, right. <laughs> that's a really Wait, great idea. <laughs> like, I, I do, I'm a firm believer in writing down my prayers and that's not because I'm super disciplined. Do you type or do you handwrite? I do both. Yeah. But a lot of times I'm like typing in my um, memos on my yeah. phone and a lot of that's just because and I'll, I'll a lot of times I'll go through the um the, the acronym. Prayer? Oh, the acronym. Okay. You know, and and I'll do like um Acts, the act, yes. you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Yeah. And like I'll categorize my prayers that way. Um, and, and I've I've found that it's not because I'm disciplined and I don't do it all the time, but because it helps me stay focused. Yeah. I mean, distraction when I'm praying is, is a really huge struggle for me at all times. Plus also like I can't turn off my writer, my songwriter brain. And or or even like devotional brain or whatever. Yeah. So I might be praying about something, then I have this idea like, oh, that's a cool illustration for this, and it's like, gosh, stop like striving for something. Like just like be in this. Let the Lord show you this. And so writing my prayers down are good, but like tracking my prayers, I don't know that anything other than the songs I write really. They're like kind of my scrapbook of like, and I think in some way they probably tell the story of the prayers that I'm praying during yeah, a season yeah. and then the prayers that are being answered or have yeah. been. 
um, you were not doing this on purpose, but I'm going to do this on purpose, that as I listen to Brand New, your album that's just coming out, I hear that. Mm. We just had Torn Wells on as oh, well, and his music is our opener and closer for this season. He is awesome. He's awesome. And when he talked about his spiritual disciplines in 2019 when he was recording Citizen of Heaven, you go like, oh, I hear that. Mm. Wow. I hear that. And so when I listen to the brand new songs that we have, mm. I think from you, the title is brand new, and they are also brand new. Um, <laughs> I hear prayers that are being answered. Like, mm. you go like, oh, yeah, he actually, it's one of the things I love about your songwriting. Sorry to do this to you, but I always feel like I actually know that you're telling me the truth. Oh, and wow. sometimes people, you go like, stop saying worship God through thick and thin, because I don't believe you. <laughs> right. I don't think you actually know it. Right. But when I listen to your work, I believe you. Well, that's I don't know that there's a higher compliment that I would ever seek to be paid in when it comes to my mm. songwriting, because if it's not honest, then what's it what for? Especially yeah. like if it's going to have a title of like Christian music's you know, attached to it, which I never asked for, but it has been. And yeah. I, but I think that's gotta be responsibility number one. And there's, it's funny, like there's a song on the new record that is called Truth Be Told. Oh, and if it we talks, were listening to it before y'all walked in. Well, but that's really, so good. I wrote that because I aspire to live by that, yeah. but I really struggle with that. Like yeah. I encourage other people to live an open and authentic life. And, and if you need help, get help, all these things. And yet, like, I'm scared to death of a small group. <laughs> right. Like, I don't want to go see a counselor. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know, like, I'm feeling that song was written in a season where I'm feeling like the Lord's telling me, like, hey, you got to have more support around you. Like, you're isolating yourself because mm. of your type of career, and, and you feel like you can't be in a small group because of the type of job you have or whatever. It's like, so I re- I'm writing I songs. I struggle with that so much, right. Matthew, of like, how do I sit in a small group when y'all may all They're be all reading They're all reading my your books. books. Yes. Y'all may listen to the show and read the books, and you're never going to tell I, me, and I'm going to spill my guts. Exactly. And now you've got... Now you've got the bonus material. It's, it's why it's why I have a hard time getting plugged in at church. To be honest Same. with you, like I I go to church and I just feel like, and Emily will tell me afterwards, like, man, where do y'all go? Well, that's been our that? problem. Okay. Like we've we've gone to several churches and we haven't like we're actually thinking about visiting your Cross church. Point. Yeah, mm-hmm. come on, yeah. Um, because we haven't visited that church before. Yeah, the so. Sunday after the show comes out, I'm teaching. There, so, are you? Yeah. So if you're ready for that, okay. you may want to wait till Pastor Kevin's there before you make a real decision because no, he's the winner. No, you're awesome. But, but I'm up on the 16th, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, we, you know, so that's just been... And the Franklin campus, it, I assume y'all live in Franklin. Well, Sorry, we that's me assuming. Well, we live in Nashville. Assuming. Oh, yeah. see, me but, assuming but about your Christian like, CCM life. But you know, we're like 10, 15 minutes from... Yeah. We were thinking about, where were we going to go? Like The Bellevue? National campus? Oh, the uh, Bellevue, Bellevue one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one's great too. But, you know... But it's hard with our jobs I, because you walk in and then it's like... It feels a little like, and I don't ever, I, I never assume that people know like my music or who I am because it's different than if you're Luke Bryan or <laughs> right. or whatever. I, I mean, but is it? I don't know that it is. Well, in, in Nashville, you're right. It's it's probably very similar. And, and so I don't, but I, for some reason, my mind has never like, I never walk into a room going, these people know me. It's got to be that balance of... Uh, I can't assume anyone knows me. I can't pretend like they don't. Very well said. Because <laughs> there's been times like we've been on a like I remember we were on a flight one time and the the flight attendant was being super rude and for whatever reason our kids were getting s- separated from us and they uh-huh. were super little and 
I didn't want them sitting next to strangers and nobody was helping and it was we were getting really frustrated. Yeah. And so I got kind of upset at the flight attendant yeah. and I and finally we got it worked out because some other passengers were kind to us. Yeah. And I turned to the flight attendant and I was like I was like, hey, thanks a lot for your help. And she goes, oh, no problem. And I said, no, I was being sarcastic. You were no help at all. <laughs> and it felt really good. It felt so good. So then I sit down and I cool down and I hear my wife sitting behind me talking to the passengers next to her and the people. Are, and she goes, oh, really? Oh, well, that's so sweet. Well, thanks for listening to his music. <laughs> and it turns out like they were fans right behind me. And I was just telling that right. flight. Attendant. I'm like, oh. I thought the flight attendant was going to be like, you're welcome, Matthew exactly. West. And just call me by name. That's oh, that would have been the worst. Bad. No. So, you know, so those are moments that remind me. But all that to say, like back to like the church and getting plugged in, it's just, look, there's it's the difference between knowing what you need to be doing and then like just doing it doing it and, and doing right. it and, and it seems like Men a very small that, step though. i'm glad you're saying that to my bros that are listening well i'm talking i'm talking to myself too so that's where you know if you hear honesty in those songs it's it at times it might not be because i'm honestly living up to the message of that song mm. but it's always 100 percent a song that i'm hoping to live up to yeah. and needing to tell myself yeah um, so that's where that comes from yeah that's brilliant well you do it and i believe you thank so. you I'm really thankful, and I'm glad we have a new album. We are running low on time, so I'm going to save my huge complaint I have with you for okay. YouTube. Okay. That's what we're, right. Those are going to be our two questions on YouTube. We're going to close I out with a, yeah, complaints? I have a, I have a real um, problem that we need to address, <laughs> so we're okay. going to do that on YouTube. You guys, I, I would love for... The thing we're having all the couples say is tell me a trick that we need to know. All of us that are in relationship with the opposite sex that are either dating, married, engaged, long-term married, what's a trick we need to know of how to do this well? What's something that's worked for y'all? Oh, that's a great question. Thank do you, you want you want to go first or me? <laughs> Emily's like, no. <laughs> I don't know. What's a trick? <laughs> okay, well, I mean, okay, I mean, this is probably not a trick. There's two things that come to mind, and okay. one is huge, and, one, and the other one's just probably the uniqueness of it, whatever it needs to be in your relationship. But, but one, I mean, the apology is, okay, is king. And I don't master that well. Again, I'm speaking to something I hope to live up to, but yeah. just being on a race to, if, if the finish line is, I'm sorry, like treating that like a race and get there as fast as you can okay. versus like, making your point because mm. I've I've won several ar arguments and gotten to the end and go gosh I won but it sure feels like I lost because <laughs> we have not made out in weeks that's right or whatever not there weeks but right. she can't stay away from me for weeks well, but, sure, sure, sure. so that's that to me is like gosh I want to get better at like just going look I'm sorry can yeah. you forgive me as opposed to making my point point. Yeah. and then the other thing is you know for we talked about it a little bit earlier but the importance of dating, you know, I sometimes I think about like, are we so invested in the lives of our our daughters that th pretty soon they're going to be gone, and then we're going to have to rediscover like, do we like each other? Yeah. And I don't want to wait until then to like try to stoke that fire again. And so, sure. you know, some we've we've just had the opportunity to say, and she's really good at keeping me up on this, but 
from the dating perspective, you know, it doesn't always have to be something big, but sometimes like taking a weekend away and finding a way to get, and knowing that the kids are going to be okay. And then the two of us like having no agenda and not tying it to a show that I'm already doing Mm -hmm. has been really big. So like, like we're going to the Grammy awards and stuff. So that's like a, but that's a fun thing. Yeah. But then like, she's coming. Why are you going to the Grammys? Because we got, you know, uh, we got a nomination. Nominated. So, yeah, that's yeah. why you're going the Grammys. Yeah. Don't downplay that. That's no joke. <laughs> but like we, the majority of us are never gonna have to say, get to say that. So well, I didn't even. I didn't want to go. Doesn't want to go. And um, <clears throat> and what did I say? She's like, I said when you're 80, you won't be nominated. Yeah. And you won't Unless that's a great year for you. Yes, yeah, right. If, if, I, if I turn into right. Tony Bennett, but I've been once yeah. as someone's date, and I was like, fun. I'll never get here on my own. <laughs> so I'm living it up because I do yeah. not have a skill set that yeah, will ever get me yeah. here. Well, she just wanted to go so she could see Lizzo. Yeah, that's a girl. <laughs> Did you go when she was at um, the Ryman? Yeah. No. I, the podcast has heard the story, but I'm telling you anyway. Was it insane? It was unbelievable. You feel a little bit sideways about being in the Ryman and some of the things she says, but <laughs> okay. with the history of the Ryman. Right. But front row, our girl Trisha Yearwood singing her every word, every word, every word. It was my favorite. It was the best thing I've seen is watching Trisha sing Lizzo oh, right man. below Lizzo because you know at the Ryman there are those uh-huh. chairs they set up. Yeah. So I'm not talking front row of the pew. I'm talking like Trisha hands on stage. It was the it was the best thing I've ever seen. Uh, that that is uh, almost as good of a story as me sitting uh, one row behind Keith Urban at the Wiggles. Show, <laughs> the Wiggles, which was you know the, the Wiggles Ryman. like oh, kids totally. thing. Yeah, me and Keith Urban are sitting like, at the Ryman watching yeah. the Wiggles. <laughs> I thought that was so great. But those, so if I thought if I could boil it down just to two off the top of my head, it would be the you know the importance of I'm sorry, mm-hmm. and then the importance of just time together, um, and 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 focusing on that time, what, yeah. whatever it looks like. So yeah. for us, it looks different in any given month. But when we are out of town together, and yeah. the two of us are in a hotel, trying a different restaurant. Letting yeah. her go to a store, like that kind of stuff is, man, we, that's wind in our sails yeah, as far as our sure. relationship goes. Mm-hmm, Did yeah. I buy you enough time? To come oh, up yeah. With well, I was, I think that's, I, I would say that for a marriage, but like speaking to people who are dating. Yeah, talk to us. I'm thinking back because I dated, you know, obviously I was married later. Stay true to yourself, stay true mm-hmm. to what you want and who you are, just because. You know, the cute guy in high school or, you know, in college asks you out. If he's not in line with your beliefs and what you want, that's not someone you want to continue to date. I remember someone saying to me when I was younger, don't date anyone you wouldn't marry. And I never listened to that. But now I get it. You know, just I think that's the biggest piece of advice. Like if if my daughter were asking me, I would be stay true to who you are and what you want. Yeah, but you know what I would also say to your daughter and to those of us that are dating is, but he doesn't have to look exactly the way you thought or mm-hmm. sound exactly the way you thought. Right. If if what you care about is that he loves God and he has a job, oh man, give him a shot. <laughs> and I would add so to true. that humor, like yeah, I, I yeah, I just think funny goes. It just heals, and it does. That's right. You know, you're right. Well, funny, and like oh, we can funny. see it in our daughters, where it's like the certain boy that has a crush on them isn't the one they wished had a crush on them. Uh-huh. But that boy, I can see in that boy, like, hey, that boy is probably gonna be everybody's boss someday. Like uh-huh. he may not be the coolest kid, but like, right. you might not want to overlook that kid. That's right. That's we try right. to give our daughters that perspective, and it, a lot it, of times <laughs> the hot guy at 17 has peaked. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, so he's Uncle Rico I, you know, in the. 
boy. Right. That's right. That's right. Know? We talk a lot about because our daughter's in eighth grade. We're like, you know, there's the cute boy, whoever. And I'm like, no, he's peaking in middle school. And yeah, you don't yeah, want yeah. That. You don't want yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great and all, but <laughs> that's the only thing worse than peaking in high school is peaking in middle <laughs> school. Middle school. Yeah, that's the quote someone's gonna pull. The only thing worse than peaking in high school is peaking in middle school. Hey, the last question we always ask because the show is called That Sounds Fun. Tell me what y'all do for fun. Good question. What do we do for? I mean, we love the beach. We yeah. love going to Rosemary. We, love going to the beach. we we travel. We do so much fun stuff with our kids. Yeah. I mean, thirty A is the best. It's the best. Yeah. We really love it. That's probably the right the thing we yeah. do. Yeah, I mean, putting uh, taking my daughters on the tour bus with me. Yeah, is like when I think the title of your podcast. Yeah. Like, that, that's what sounds fun. Oh, man. Yeah. Like when they're with me, they, now they have, that's their summer job. Oh, and wow. So they come with me on the road and I'm using, I'm going to use air quotations because they don't, they work, but yeah. they're on my payroll. Yeah. But they're like, they sell merchandise. Yeah. Or, but instead it's like we're at the state fair and instead of working, they come back to the bus and they've won six goldfish. <laughs> yeah. that, and it's like, I've got to bring six goldfish home from Baltimore. That's right. That's right. Um, so I think of that, you know, and the traveling together. Yeah. And the, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I just remember this. Last year, I was like, we should do like adventurous things on dates. Yeah. So I booked us at this place called the Sweat House. Oh, I know the Sweat House. <laughs> and we go and it's like oh a couple, you know, they kind of seem like tanning beds. Yeah, and you yeah. go in there and I'm like, he's like, what are we doing? I'm, I'm like, like, we're going to sweat and then we're going to go to dinner. And he's like, okay, he's, he'll, he's up for anything. Yeah. So we go, we lay in our two little sweat beds and I'm dying after Maybe oh, four. Have little. you done this? Yes. It's the worst. It is, it is he, so much sweat. He, <laughs> he laid in there. He was like, we paid our I was money. Like, we paid for oh, this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was funny. And then and the we next go to day. Oh, and we go to, went out? Yes. So then we go to dinner and like, I mean, we were just like pitting out hard. Like, I mean, <laughs> oh, I'm sure your hair is just We soaked. were at the Green Hills Grill and, our, oh, and, and I'm sweating from head to toe trying to eat a salad. Yeah. Like, we must have <laughs> looked... I mean, liter- the literal definition of a hot mess. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They said we're baggy clothes. So we have on, you know, old sweatpants. Remember that? Oh, we're sitting yeah. there. We looked like Santa in the off season yeah, they- and we're just sweating. <laughs> it was terrible. And then the next day, I'm in bed. I always sleep in shorts. And I look down at my legs and it looks like Avatar, like little red burns oh my gosh. all over my legs. I had a bad reaction <laughs> to this one out. Needless to say, you just blew our chance to have a, uh, an endorsement a sponsorship. With the yeah, they are this. They are the commercial yeah. on this episode. No, no, I wouldn't either. Yeah. I'm not, no, no. But you know, I mean, the the you know the other there's little things too. It's like they they're really into these different card games that we play at the house, and the kids love, love it. it. Yeah. We play this game called Liar, and we you know, and those kind of moments are great too. Yeah. So the traveling together is so much fun as yeah. a family and so important. And then the time, you know, in the pool and at the beach. And, yeah. And I, we have a long list. I, that's, that actually makes me happy today, just talking about that, thinking about how much fun we do have as a family. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like hopefully our kids can say the same, that they have a good time. It was exciting. After New Year's, I was like, you guys want to go somewhere? And the, my girls were like, Let's go, let's go. And we like I used some points and we went and stayed on a beach and just the fact, spontaneous. The fact that they wanted to be there they knew going away for three days meant it's just gonna be us as a family yeah. and that appealed to them. Yeah. That may not always be the case, but I'm gonna tell you what, I will take that. Yeah, you're all like, day I'll long. use my points for that mm-hmm. all day. Every all minute. Day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
You guys, thanks for doing this. Hey, Thank you, you. You're, you're doing the best. you're doing such an awesome job. Oh, you're and truly. We, we wanted to make sure you knew that uh, you heard that from us when we came in too uh, oh, beforehand. But thank you. like what you and she was going back through your history of how you've been podcasting since. What did you 14. say? 14. 14. Yeah. And it was, and she, what did you say? You're like, she. I was like, she did it before anybody else. She's an innovator. <laughs> innovator. Like, that was the word she I'll used. Take it. So, I've just always been a talker. We uh, just finally have an outlet for it. Oh, man. We'll it's keep great. up the good work. Yeah, and thanks for letting heard. us share our story. Thank well, you. I'm grateful for y'all. You guys, how much do you love? Matthew and Emily West. I know they're just the coolest. Make sure you follow them on social media. Tell them thanks so much for being on the show and all their wise words. And y'all, we weren't even done. We had more to talk about over on YouTube. You can hear us talk about our favorite podcast. They give some great dating advice. And I lodge a pretty serious complaint with Matthew West. (laughs) We're new to this whole video thing. The video turned out great. The microphone's hiding Matthew West's face a little bit, but we'll be fine. It'll totally be fine. I think y'all really enjoy those couple of extra minutes we have for you over on YouTube. And remember, his new album, Brand New, comes out on Friday on Valentine's Day. What a perfect Valentine's-y gift for someone that you love. Make sure you grab a copy this week. Also, you guys know I love a little book bag, and I love talking to you about Annie's book bag, some books that I'm carrying around that I absolutely love that I am reading. And this episode is sponsored by Latasha Morrison's Be the Bridge and Water Book and imprint of Penguin Random House. As a leading advocate for racial reconciliation, Latasha offers a clarion call for Christians to move toward relationship and deeper understanding in the midst of a diverse culture. Y'all know Tasha. You love Tasha. I do too. And this book is one of my very favorites. With racial tensions as high within the church as outside the church, it's time for Christians to become the leaders in the conversation on racial reconciliation. This power-packed guide helps readers deepen their understanding of historical factors and present realities, equipping them to participate in the ongoing dialogue and to serve as catalysts for righteousness, justice, healing, transformation and reconciliation be the bridge is available wherever you love to buy books and you can find out more at latashamorrison.com slash book and i'm not saying anything i'm just saying if you got the bff experience tickets for the love better tour that's coming up and there is a swag bag and a friend of mine's book may be in the swag bag i don't know you guys i don't know i'm just saying that i am a huge huge fan of be the bridge Hey, if you need anything else from me, you know how to find me. It's embarrassing, isn't it? Annie F. Downs all over the place. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, anywhere you need me, that is how you can find me. Annie F. Downs. And I think that's it for me today, friends. Go out and do something that sounds fun to you, and I will do the same. And we will see you back here on Thursday. Y'all have a great week.